This AFC training camp questions edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to live in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for a chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app in the app store or a Google play store. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking that money green with my partner and picks Ryan real money Kramer. What's happening? Kramer dog football football. Oh man. It is. It has just been great to be back doing what we love talking. I really didn't know Ryan how much I missed preseason football until I'm, I'm counting down the days we're taping this. We're live here. You want to watch on a Thursday? Game? Is that what you're, you're looking forward to watching football? No, I, I just, <laughs> I didn't realize how much I missed preseason football until I realized seven days from when we're taping this right now, we will be watching the Hall of Fame game. We will have a DFS showdown lineup oh, will for we? the Hall of Fame game. Oh, we will have an episode dedicated to getting down on preseason football. Preseason is is really fun. Again, you thought the uh, the have first you run that by management, Sean? Yes. Okay. Uh, and we can do DFS board. in the preseason. We can. And uh, are we doing the unders this year? We much like the uh, the first half unders in the March Madness tournament. We had always first week NFL preseason auto all unders, and that had been a really strong trend for us. Of course, didn't get to play it last year. Even though these totals are super low, they still end up hitting 65 percent. Again, I'm not a numbers guy; it's a gut handicap for sure. But um, man, I, and it's just going to be awesome. And yes, we I, I, are we competing with the NBA draft. We uh, maybe we are. So if you guys have uh, watching in the YouTube chat, send us over uh, some draft updates. <laughs> Zero fuck <laughs> NBA offseason. Who gives a shit? Let's go. Uh, ben Simmons, R.I.P. Get him out of town. Hopefully, I, I'm hearing rumors he ends up on the Raptors. We'll see what that happens. But again, we're talking National Football League AFC training camp questions. Sorry. Wait, is it NFC ride? Or no, it is AFC training camp questions. Just had football in the mind 24 7. It's so awesome hanging out in the studio, having the uh, 
you know, the live training camp reports going. And if you're like us, you love the NFL, you love the NBA, you love MLB, NHL, WNBA. Wing bet has it all. Got those boosted parlays as if you need a reason to bet on a parlay. Why not some nice boosted odds from our buddies over at WinBet? In-game wagering? Uh yes, please. Hashtag Digits only. WinBet, easy to use, even easier to cash big. Uh, not only do you get those sweet boosted parlays, but a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, up to a $500 risk-free sports bet when you head over to winbet.com, W-Y-N-N-B-E-T.com, or just get the WinBet app. Download Bet Win. LFG. LFG. LFG indeed. Do I go for? I've been going first. Yeah, I've been going first, Ryan. You so, want to pick uh, the division? I'll go first. Yeah. Why don't we just uh, you know, last episode we saved the NFC East for last, but why don't we start with the AFC East? I'll let you go first. What do you got? What wow, team I, we talking? What what training camp questions? Well, let's. It's top of mind for us, Sean, because of course we just made Zach Wilson and Elijah Moore a little stack in our yes. rookie draft for the Dgens only Superflex Dynasty League. So let's go to the Jets. Will Zach Wilson continue to impress with his game instincts? Now, when I say continue to impress, I mean will he continue to impress us and Joe Theismann, who mm. thought he should be the top quarterback, thought he Joey is, T. has the best chance for success, and now that he's signed, very happy to see that. Got into camp. Uh, you're hearing a lot of good things. Uh, it does seem like I want to watch Zach Wilson play to see if he has a little of that Russell Wilson mm. at the NFL level, a little of that touch because everyone, everything you read is getting you excited about what this team could be. Maybe just me because I'm, uh, I now have fantasy uh, stake in it, but <laughs> I do think it's worth going to the window and taking a piece of Zach Wilson rookie of the year. And here's why. Ooh, okay. I think when you look around the quarterback landscape, you have two guys who Trey Lance and Justin Fields, the odds would suggest they're not going to be starting day one. It's going to be hard for, for a quarterback to come in after what week after week four or five, it's going to be tough to win the rookie. When did Herbert come in week two? Yep. Week two. So I think that kind of puts those guys out of the running. Trevor Lawrence, obvious favorite, but maybe Urban Meyer's offense just doesn't work at the NFL level. So then you're down to Mac Jones and Zach Wilson. Mac Jones in a competition could definitely see a world where Mac Jones and Cam Newton are playing in a two quarterback system. Cam Newton, a little nope. goal line back. I, I like your angle for Mac Jones as well, but I think you take a stab of Zach Wilson because he has the cleanest path. He has the absolute cleanest path for success outside of Trevor Lawrence. You get in slightly better odds, ten to one. So that's yeah, my take I, I on the. I think they Jets. need to win about seven games. I think for him to hit this, because every one the one thing that is maybe holding him back or going against him is that defensive first coach. If he can correct the defense, maybe they don't need to put up the numbers. Well, and, that's and what if Trevor you, Lawrence if you win, has going for. If you win as a quarterback, you're going to get credit, especially when it comes to uh, rookie of the year. So. Okay, I, I see. That's the, the last thing too. Like we we don't know what some of the teams in this division are going to be, so there are potentially wins on the table. Moving over to the New England Patriots. It's a baby fucking wheel, man. How soon 
until Maxonville is the starter. That's right. Janu Smith already claiming that uh, <laughs> Mac Jones, he gave him the nickname Maxonville. And when you're seeing vets giving the rookie a nickname, and it's not a uh, mean nickname like Sham Newton. You know they're on to something. And even Belichick is is backpedaling a little bit from uh, oh no. his original statements that Cam Newton was a starter, and now it's hey everyone's coming in with a clean slate. I gave you Mac Jones would be the uh, starting Week One quarterback at plus three hundred. It's now dropped to plus two hundred. Again, if I had that future on PropSwap, I could have sold it already, cashed a nice guaranteed profit. PropSwap.com. But I do think Mac Jones is a starting quarterback in New England sooner rather than later. I, I've been all over this angle. I do think the Patriots find a way to squeeze into the playoffs. And if you're a rookie starting quarterback on a team that makes it to the playoffs, I think you're getting rookie of the year. I think they have the best chance to make the playoffs. I mean, it's him and him and Justin Fields in my mind. It's it doesn't seem like Trey Lance will be seeing the field uh, as soon as as soon as uh, Mac in my estimation. So I think Mac is going to be an early starter. I, I think Mac Jones to take the first snap. I loved it at plus 300 still like it at plus 200, but uh, get all aboard on the uh, Mac Jones train while you can Ryan. Cause it's yeah, leaving the station. My, my one like concern for Mac Jones is maybe you're right. And he gets that first start. Yeah. Um, but then you start looking at the skill positions for new England and it does get you can play the game where you're like, well, wow, Zach I, Wilson has better receivers by a mile. I, I, I here's my, I, I, I see what you're saying on the skill positions. I think to me, it's more just an idea of they're going to play a conservative 12 personnel, yeah, a lot of tight run heavy, yep. and he's, he's not going to light it up. He's a guy that's going to get you like one touchdown, zero interceptions. They're going to have him only throw like 20, 24 times a game, but he's going to be efficient and uh, you know, they clean up their special teams and their defense, which I think Bill Belichick will do and sneak into the playoffs. That's kind of my angle on it. I'm a little worried for you. you you've really built yourself onto the Mac, the Max Mac Bill Island. No, I, again, the hope. fact that the vets, again, they're gut handicappers as well. They're out there firing pigskins around. They're seeing the same things that I saw that that uh you know drew me towards Mac Jones and and define expectations. Swagger. I like them talk about his swagger. They, they did. Were They're all over back, his swag. Bag backhanded compliment, but they talked about how his swagger was impressive. All right, let's move to Buffalo, Orchard Park. How big of a distraction is Cole Beasley's rap album gonna be? <laughs> I, I mean, on top of the fact that we've been kind of looking for reasons to maybe find angles to play other receivers. We already like Emmanuel Sanders as like potentially a better version of Cole Beasley. We like yeah. Gabe Davis to be a breakthrough deep threat. Obviously, Diggs, one of the best receivers in the league. Uh, and then you have this dude who is making what do football coaches hate more than anything else? Noise that has nothing to do with the football game. So, yep. step one, you're making statement, personal statements, right? This is a game. This is a team game. There's no I in team. We don't make personal statements. You're you're starting out by making these personal statements on social media. Probably a bad idea. Then you're it's making a, it's a distraction. Then you're making personal statements at a team press conference. Uh, again, it seems unrelated <laughs> to football, but sure, let's talk about it. And then you go and you drop this album. <laughs> now. I mean, I, white I, rap, white rapper in and of itself is a distraction. I, I think for any team, it's distracting I, I because it. it's not. It's probably not good. I, I listen to it, and again, I'm not a uh, I'm not a rap god. I'm not a uh, rap connoisseur. I listen to some hip hop. 
listening to it and I gave it a good 30 seconds did not slap. That is my official slap. review of the Cole Beasley uh, track so, did not slap. There are again, there are some white rappers that slap, but Cole Beasley on this track, no slapping involved. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I mean, this is a team looking to compete at the highest level. I, I just don't like at, at what point does the noise go away or does, do they make the noise go away? So uh, I, I would absolutely play the under on his receiving yards this year. Mm. Uh, I just don't know if he's going to be the same piece of the offense he was last year. I mean, I, I don't know why you go out and get Emmanuel Sanders. <laughs> if you're good with your receivers, uh, I just had a lot of questions. So I would play the under here under seven ninety five and a half and a half receiving yards for Cole Beasley. Yeah. Maybe there's a zag here where everyone's ganging up against Cole and he actually has a good season, but it, it seems like he's just becoming a pain in the ass for the does, bills organization. Does he strike you as the kind of person that is going to like respond well to this type of scrutiny? No. And, and I don't know if Josh Allen had, has gotten the vaccine. He was early accounts where he was on the fence about it. But again, we haven't heard anything about Josh Allen isn't unfurling a statement about his views on vaccines to a press conference, whatever, if he got it or he didn't, that story went away. It's a HIPAA issue, bro. And uh, again, this isn't Buffalo doesn't want any sort of distraction. So I think he kind of is on the nice here a little bit. He is a good player. I'd be surprised if they cut him. But again, if he keeps letting this be an issue, he's really hurting himself. Agreed. He doesn't have to get the vaccine. Just stop talking about it or stop tweeting. Play. It's a football. You're on a football team now. Yeah. Talk about football. All right, for me, Miami Dolphins. Again, this is very easy. When do the Dolphins realize Tua isn't the guy? I think, and I can't find any. Have you realized it? Yes, I'm all in. I, and again, even uh, the PFF tweeted out a video of uh, Oh no, Tua to Jalen Waddle, and I was I was breaking it down. I pointed out how the how Waddle had to slow down to catch the ball. Again, we're he's running an out route on air. The ball should be in. As he's making his cut, the ball should be in the air. I, I know what that looks like. I've been watching Daniel Jones couple first couple. Yeah, practices. and it, again, Daniel Jones can complete passes because he feels no pressure. He has no awareness. So when people are there, that's when he succeeds. Oh, Sean, it, a, average time the ball's in his hand in training camp with no pass rush under two and a half seconds. Yeah, no, that's Beautiful. when he thrives. Beautiful. When the pass rush is there, <laughs> that's when, when there's an issue with Danny Dimes. So sorry, you were you were slandering Tua. I, I'm still out on Tua, and I think the Dolphins are. So again, if you can find odds, and I couldn't find odds on what team Deshaun Watson ends up on, the latest ones. I, I do think, uh, I mean, someone threw out, I think it might have been Gersberger in the YouTube uh, chat. Dark Horse, the Raiders. But I think Miami, now, especially if Xavier and Howard wants out, I don't know if Houston just wants picks or if they want players too. But I mean, if Xavier and Howard really wants out, all right, dude, you're heading to Houston <laughs> with uh, Tua. And then we get to Sean Watson. I, I, if you're, if you're Miami, that solves a lot of problems. So, I would look to that. And then obviously I am on the under on his passing yards, uh, which we've already hit on the touchdowns are set at 24 and a half. I, I'm not touching that. Cause again, I, I'm not going to take an over on anything and 24 and a half relatively low, but his pass yards are 4,005. Um, so I, 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 I think under yards is the way to go. I've been on that before, but again, also look at, at if you can find the Deshaun Watson next snap, uh, 
Mm. Assuming he's playing uh, offense again, we'll get to that. Uh, but I, I think uh, Miami is a pretty interesting destination there. Uh, Twitch chat, uh, J JTD in the Twitch chat pointing out that uh, Allen didn't wear a mask at the press conference. Okay, so then that means uh, I'm almost 100 he is vaccinated. So uh, good, good to get that out of the way for old uh, Josh Allen. But again, whatever his issues were with the vaccine, it he it it wasn't an issue. And the fact that the fact that Cole that people are reporting on Cole Beasley's press conference is the problem. Yeah. It doesn't matter what he's talking about or your views on the vaccine. The fact that yeah. Cole Beasley is a storyline in Bill's camp is a problem for Cole Beasley. Yeah, there's two things I would care about is how is this going to impact my ability to bet? Yes. And how is this going to impact my fantasy roster? So I, I will be excited to see which person comes up with the the vax uh, list for fantasy, knowing which guys have a higher probability <laughs> well, of missing and, a game. And there is, if you test positive and you're unvaccinated, uh, you're you're autom you automatically sit for ten days. If you test positive, sounds like you'll miss a game. <laughs> yeah, possibly two, depending on when the test is. Like if you get tested on a Friday, uh, you could miss two games hypothetically. With the vaccinated players, all you need is back to back, uh, no positive tests within, you know, two back to back tests within 24 hours, and you're good to go. So, you know, again, I'm not a scientist. So, in from theory, my understanding, if you have the vaccine, even if you test positive, I think you fight it off quicker. So, you could maybe not miss a game. That, that to me, would be the difference. So, worth keeping an eye on. I think if you're between two players, Maybe go with the player that's vaccinated, but I I don't think it's going to be a huge storyline. Maybe a tiebreaker in your tiering system. And, so. and that's the other thing too. The NFL again doing whatever they can to pressure people into getting it. Hey, they don't want to miss games, but they said, and you got to read the wording because everyone instant reaction was, oh, if you if uh, unvaccinated players are are cause a game uh, to be canceled, they're losing money. But no, it. It clearly says if they can't reschedule it. Whoa. And as we saw last year, the NFL will fucking reschedule the games. Nobody's not getting paid. Yeah. They're using this to encourage them to get vaccinated. Do, do you know? Can I take that a step further? Sure. It's the same rule as last year. Yeah. This the rule was actually on the books last year that players would not get game checks if a game was canceled and not able to be rescheduled due to the, COVID. the slight difference is the team with the unvaccinated player that caused the outbreak is responsible for the financial. Uh, like so, they would pay the other team's game checks, and there's some other bullshit that it's just not going to happen. So it's fun to talk about, but it's not going to happen. Very unlikely. All right, moving on to things we know more about the NFC, the AFC North. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we heard about it last year. Uh, is Lamar going to start going vertically this year? Now that they've drafted a guy who maybe maybe slightly better than Hollywood and Rashad Bateman. Look, I, I think. If you're talking about what you can take away from preseason, let's look what this offense looks like. Because uh, Lamar already, I mean, what I'm going to tell you is Lamar at, at 16 to one to win the MVP is already intriguing. He's won it before. Uh, he's uh, one of few the few people on this list that could throw, uh, you know, X number of 30 touchdowns, run for 10, run for a thousand yards. Like he could put together a unique season that might make it hard to not give him the MVP. We think Baltimore, or I think Baltimore is going to be good. And so what I'm excited to see is if they can add this dimension to the offense, the offense, that's already a pretty tough offense to stop. Uh, I, 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 I don't mind Lamar uh, again. I, I was touting Russell Wilson as again, but like 14 to one, 16 to one, those are both nice, nice prizes uh, for 
I mean, again, Lamar could score 50, to, 50 total touchdowns. Here, the, you know, the case against it is Lamar. I don't think is just randomly going to develop the deep ball. We're seeing the exact same stuff. They said of like, Oh, this is the year of the deep ball. They said that last year. And, and, and I would say the difference is I, I, I like the addition of a guy better? like Bateman. Yeah. Um, and, and perhaps an, I don't, I don't love Hollywood. But maybe Hollywood as like a gimmicky deep threat is better than Hollywood as like the number one receiver. Well, and also I do think the fact that Lamar has won the MVP before hurts him a little bit. I really liked your angle with the Wilson the, one. Russell Wilson, him getting the MVP. He's never got it before. They can build that storyline, that narrative. Again, not as much probably narrative driven as the NBA MVP, but there's still a little bit of that. Um, yeah, I, I guess Lamar kind of coming back. And if he really does unleash that deep ball, but I, I of those two, I'm I still like Wilson a little bit better. So maybe maybe you're right. Maybe I give uh, I, I take a stab at the offensive player of the year for Lamar because he scored so many times. Yeah, I, I think just if you look at how how many guys have a 50 touchdown ceiling, it's a pretty short list. For me, moving over to the Cleveland Browns, when will people accept that Odell Beckham makes the team <laughs> worse? I. I the city of Cleveland. He's back. Love Cleveland as a sports town. But Sean, uh, did you see how vertical the offense was down the stretch? Shout out to Big Play Dave, awesome Browns fan. I'm sure we'll get him back on the podcast again. He's all in on the Browns. They got Baker Fever. Their defense, I think, yeah. is going to be legit. And you know, you look at uh, Miles Garrett. To, you know, what kind of sack records can this guy break? He looks Their offensive good. line is solid. Uh, I really like uh, Chubb as a player, not so much as a fantasy guy. Kareem Hunt. But you know, and Mary Kay Cabot, who's very plugged into the Cleveland Browns, said that during you know when Odell Beckham was on the field, uh, uh, Baker felt the pressure to work him into the offense, mm. and I think that messed up the flow. And when he was out, that pressure was gone, and they were better as an offense. Uh, and people go, "Oh, that's crazy, Odell Beckham revenge tour." I, I just don't see it. I'm going. Uh, I, I think you were on the same page here, Ryan. But Beckham under six receiving touchdowns. You may even be able to find a six and a half. He's just not a guy that's going to get you seven receiving touchdowns in a season anymore. Uh, and injuries aside, but injuries have been a big part of the story. I don't know what it is about the guy, but he's constantly banged up. His he had those first three years with the Giants. Awesome. Since then. Three touchdowns, six touchdowns, and then two years in Cleveland, a combined seven touchdowns. I, I just don't see, you know, four and three. I don't see where he's getting to seven in a year in and of itself. I guess you could say Cleveland's offense is going to be better, but I think that to me is more that's better for uh, some of these other receivers scoring touchdowns. That's better for uh, Kareem Hunt getting some goal line looks, who, again, we broke it down about how him and Chubb have. Similar goal line, uh, you know, red zone very, targets, very shit, yeah. so I, and they're they're a team that I think is not going to throw a ton in the red zone. So uh, I, I'm I'm all in on the under and Odell Beckham uh, touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I think uh, you nailed a lot of things. I think the other, the most important one to me is I, I think people are creating this strange narrative about how the team played down the stretch and how they're going to play this year. I think. What about Kevin Stefanski thinks he's not going to utilize that running game, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? That's going to be the centerpiece. I just don't see them being a vertical team that's trying to outscore teams. They have a great defense. No, Why they would don't they need do to. that? And, but and that's especially in the fantasy world, you have these people bounding, pounding the table about how 
you know, look at look at the average depth of target or pass for Baker in the last five weeks of the season, and I, I just think it's crazy. I I think Odell, if Odell comes in, shuts his mouth, and does his business, is just another guy on the team. Maybe it works, but to your point, he doesn't know how to do that. All right, Steelers, I'm back up. This is easy, Sean. Simple question. Uh, I, I looked at the video of Big Ben today. Now, first of all, from the shoulders up, very handsome man. One might say the most most handsome quarterback in the uh, National Football League, but from the shoulders down, Sean, guy looks like you know a dude who's been sitting on his porch drinking beer. No definition in the arms. You can see the gut. I just don't see how he gets through the season. So uh, I'm certainly going to be intrigued to see what they look like. Has the offensive line gotten better? I don't know. I'm a little worried about Najee Harris. So, uh, but, but the angle, and by the way, Sean, more props have entered the prop universe out there because I, I see, we now have selections of uh division wins, like just how many wins you'll have in your division. And that's where I'm going here mm, for Pittsburgh. That's Pittsburgh, a fun one. Pittsburgh to be under three and a half divisional wins minus one seventy five. So I'm paying some juice, but how does this Pittsburgh Steelers team win four games? How do they win four games? Yeah, I guess it depends on how high you are on the Bengals. But I mean, they lost to that Bengals team without Joe Burrow last year. So I'm betting on the fact that they're going to lose. Like Big Ben is going to. I'm kind of saying, hey, I'm going to be very surprised if Ben Roethlisberger makes it through the year. Very. I'll say this, though. I think, uh, I don't know. The. I, I just can't go against Tomlin. And that's and Tomlin Ooh. and the infrastructure has been so strong for the Steelers that he's never had a losing season. Even when they've lost Big Ben for large portions of the, I mean, he got a team to 500 with Duck Hodges at quarterback. Yeah. So I think it, I think in a weird way, it kind of depends on when Big Ben goes out. If he does go out, because if he goes out early in the season, I think they may be able to just tailor the offense to the backup quarterback and figure out a way to make it work. If they keep Big Ben in through the entire season and don't bench him, even though he's struggling and looking like shit, especially on the road, that's where I think they fail and and maybe get to blow five hundred. But I, I I'm not ready to quite fade them right now. Dwayne Haskins is their backup quarterback. Um, starting November twenty eighth, they are at Bengals. They then have the Ravens at home the following week. They then get the Browns January third and the Ravens again January 9th. Those are four divisional games out of their last seven. Yeah. And so again, is big Ben making it to the finish line this year? I just, I just don't see it. If that offensive line hasn't improved, he's going to be taken off a field in a stretcher. I'll make that prediction. Hot take spicy take. Oh, hot, 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 hot. And to your point, I think the Bengals do win a shootout against the Bengals. Uh, the Steelers. Sorry. The Steelers. Yes. The Bengals beat the Bengals. <laughs> well, that would That's be how very it's been working. Cincinnati Bengalesque. Speaking of the Bengals, is Joe Burrow truly 100%? That's a training camp question I have, and I know it's getting answered by the local beat reporters in Cincinnati. Looks 100% on seven on seven. Okay, a live pass rush close to your legs is different, mm-hmm. and I, I think you've heard plenty of quarterbacks talk about you don't really realize until you're facing that live pass rush, and you get worried about planning on that first foot and really firing it in and. Again, I I don't think Joe Burrow looked as amazing as we may have thought. Like I, I think there's here's a hot take for you. If Joe Burrow finishes the season, I still don't think he wins Rookie of the Year. 
I, I think in people's mind, it was Joe Burrows to win, but he got hurt. But I, I mean, really, I, Justin Herbert just looks better to me at the NFL level Pretty in the rookie year. Yeah, and what I was going to say is, I think the issue uh, when you talk about that—that that which leg did he tear the ACL in? Yeah, do we know this? Uh, probably. I can I can look that up. But uh, man, and maybe I'm biased just because of watching Wentz before and after the ACL. And again, Burrow's not like a true scrambling quarterback, but moving around in that pocket and the way they run four or five receivers and leave them out on an Island and bounce around that pocket. And part did. of his game is hanging on to the ball for a while, waiting for guys to get open and making plays like that. I think it's going to be impacted by recovering off this ACL. I know he looks hundred percent right now in training camp. Things can change when the actual pads come on. Well, well, let's, let's just, and let's just talk about this for a second longer. Cause a it was the left knee. So it's that that's your plant. Foot. Yes. So uh, is Joe Burrow the strongest arm quarterback? No. no, he wouldn't. So he probably really needs to step into those. Throws. He's a he's a guy who can read the field mm-hmm. well, move around, buy time, and Everyone, find open windows. Everyone's talking about whoa, 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 Saquon Barkley. Uh, he remember now he tore his ACL and his MCL. It was a little bit more serious meniscus or something like that. And his Joe Burrow tore his ACL, his MCL, part of his PCL, and his meniscus. Joe Burrow tore it November twenty second. Saquon Barkley way before that. No, there is a lot of narratives where people are just throwing out there, like yourself. Oh, Saquon! Saquon looks like a LeBron alien that he could just overcome this. Like Adrian Peterson. The the messaging from the the team though with the Giants is. But but just saying from the DNA perspective, right? Like we watched AP change the ACL injury from twelve months to nine months. I just don't think Joe Burrow is the same alien DNA of these guys. So yeah, I, I like. Uh, I like whatever, however you're playing it. Um, I'm I uh, the uh, passing yards are 4,200 and a half. I'm actually looking at the passing touchdowns. 26 and a half is a lot. I know some people are high on the Bengals' offense for fantasy, mm, yep. but I think I am too. And and good luck on that. I, I'm I think it's shying, wins I would fade. I'm shying away from the uh, from the 26 and a half uh, passing touchdowns. There's, certainly, there's a world. Where their defense sucks and they're playing from behind and he's racking up some yards, but still to get to 27 passing touchdowns, it's a pretty damn good year. Yeah. I know Nick Foles 27 and three, and that was lights out. Everything worked <laughs> perfectly. I, I just don't know if Joe Burrow can get to that, and, and especially honestly, with the injury concerns. Uh, and had you know, and and the offensive line. Remember, they took the wide receiver, not the lineman, with the first pick. So, all right. Brian, before we uh, switch divisions, oh, prop swap. Oh man, this is this is the time to uh, get your account set up on prop swap. Again, I, if you're going to be buying some uh, buying some real sports bet tickets, sports betting tickets, again, set up your prop swap account, and then if you're going out to Vegas for week one, or you know you got a live draft somewhere in a state where it's legal, buy some uh, tickets. And uh, they're suggesting buying too, which totally makes sense. Uh, on the same team, like let's for for instance, you're high on the Bengals and their win total. Buy two Bengals win total tickets, and then uh, you know you can sell one for a profit when it rises in value, and then leave one for yourself to ride it out to the end. Because again, you're a DJs only. You want to uh, have that sweet little sweat, that action. PropSwap also is great. Let's say you're not going to be able to make it out to Vegas, but you want to get involved in the futures market. PropSwap.com, perfect place to buy and sell uh, sports bets. 
again, perfect for buying, perfect for selling, perfect for playing the market and profiting. Average uh, sellers on profit uh, prop swap make five hundred dollars in profit a month. That is uh, that is crazy. So again, who needs a second job? Just get set up over at propswap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. LFG Ryan. All right. AFC South. Let's go. Uh, I mean, honestly, let's go right to the tight tighten up, you know, our, our gals, we motivated them before, but what does the offense look like? Because it, there, there, there's a lot of uh, noise swirling around the AFC South and very little is swirling around the Tennessee Titans. And you could say, sure, they're a pretty thin team. I'm a little worried about their ability to have any sort of sustained success because the defense is like a made an injury or two away from being just flat out awful. But this is a team that should be able to score points with the best of them. Julio Jones plus AJ Brown plus Derrick Henry is a who's who of dudes who look like they could fuck you up coming off the bus. Yeah. They're all involved in memes. I feel like like, this team is going to be destroying this team. And then you look at the, the, the quarterback, uh, you know, physically gifted as well. Probably doesn't get the respect. One of the more physical uh, athletic Ryan's in the NFL, but former wide receiver at the collegiate level. Here's the way I'm telling you to play this though. I think the offense is going to look fun. I am worried about the team overall. I'm worried about their ability to finish the season, but I do love them week one. Mm. Only laying two and a half against an Arizona Cardinals team that oh, hot damn, are we gonna love to fade this team early in the season? Lot Does of, it I mean a lot of hype. Why is it why is it two and a half? I don't know. The Tennessee, Arizona and Eagles, Atlanta, those are two games already. I'm I'm licking my chops to put in some uh, DFS week one lineups because oh. don't you see the Tennessee, Arizona, isn't that two teams you pick for a shootout week one? Can, can I hot take? I think I think the Kyler experience struggles week one. Uh, certainly possible. He struggled uh Tennessee on uh, a non conference road game. To start the season on he's, the grass, he struggled on the East Coast, long grass in Tennessee. So, I, 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 on, I, I we talked about the Julio uh, yardage prop. We talked, we've talked a lot about stacking this team in, in best ball. It, it just seems like there's a little bit of a, a respect missing to an offense that, uh, I mean, come on, Julio. Whatever you think about Julio, he's an upgrade on Corey Davis. I think that is true. And uh, yeah, I mean, must well, be big Jonu Smith fans, maybe. Anyway, yeah, Tennessee minus two and a half week one. Isn't that that's early lock potential? <laughs> I know it, it's I'm, scary. Why is it two and a half, Ryan? Why do they want you to take Tennessee? I, I who like who is running to bet Arizona plus two and a half right now on the road? Yeah, especially and that outdoor. It's gonna be hot as shit. All right, <laughs> moving over to the Colts. How long is the Carson Wentz honeymoon already off to a rough start in Indianapolis training camp? Uh, Rumblings of Wentz not being vaccinated. He started out 0 for 5 on his pass attempts, sailing some balls. And if things get off to sour start, Carson Wentz not afraid to be a pouty baby, maybe turn his back on the city of Indianapolis as well. I'm sure the city of Indianapolis more forgiving than uh, Philadelphia, but. I don't know how long this Wentz honeymoon at last. And we, I, I was all in on uh, the under on the passing yards when we did these uh, player props, but I, I don't see why I would not be in on it. Still 38, 50 and a half. 
even in seasons where he's been super successful, he's not a massive yardage guy. So you have that along with the fact that he could just struggle in the offense, along with the fact that they have Jonathan Taylor, a guy yeah. they want to feed the rock to, and a pretty good defense. They could suck and not get blown out a bunch. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to have to pass the ball a lot. I think we, they're going to want to ease him into the offense. So the under on the passing yards, even if he's good, uh, I still think has trouble getting over this. Win- winner of this division gets to nine and eight, best case, I think. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see. I got I got to watch some tape on Tennessee's defense and see problem. how bad it is. Here's the problem with Wentz: is he, I don't think he needs to be anywhere near more than like average. No, and we saw. I mean, they were pretty good last year. Philip Rivers was not Philip Rivers and. It was he was slightly above average, but he, he you know there were a couple of games where it's like wow really did, but then towards the end Jonathan Taylor he that second half of the season yeah. where Jonathan Taylor just went off and carried the team, if he's running that hard it makes Wentz's job way easy he's just gonna be sitting back there as some I, nice easy throws off play action I yeah I, I think but, um, yeah I meaning I, know I don't you're think he needs to do much you're yes sm- I am. you're you're a little butthurt. fuck but, you Carson yeah, Wentz fair enough. All right, Jacksonville Jaguars. Simple question. Uh, I watched. I, I've I've seen a, enough video of Urban Meyer walking around practice, dabbing his players, looking like he uh, he's got a, a giant stick stuck up his ass. But I got to know: uh, is his offense going to work in the NFL? Now, uh, Colby will tell me the NFL is changing, <laughs> and they're and they're taking more Any, things from college. anything to take a dig at the but, NFL. Uh, Urban Meyer just. I think people are too too easily walking themselves into a situation where they're like, yeah, oh yeah, Jags to win the division. Great they won bat. one game last Great year. Bat. Not only did they win one game last year, but their defense is shit. And so yeah, maybe maybe the off. I mean, all right. So rookie quarterbacks. What what do we know about them? They tend to struggle a little bit. Best case. I mean, what Justin Herbert did last year is probably the best case to me. That's. Do you think? Trevor Lawrence is this transcendent talent. Maybe he is. He's been the number one pick forever. I just I watch him play at Clemson. It's so hard a, to there tell. There was a much more um there's a much more established roster around Herbert, I think. I just don't see I mean, you have a, a coach that's never had success at the NFL level. You have a brand new quarterback that if you really dive into to if you really dive into the guy, like who knows what kind of alpha he is. And then you just physically you look at him, and we were commenting on this in the office the other day. But when, <laughs> he's a pretty boy. I, he's literally sunshine from Remember the Titans, and I, you know maybe his talent will uh, let him rise to the top. It just, I'm starting to get a little worried. I'm starting I, I just to get a little worried. Don't, Ryan, when's a, a a quarterback with long flowing hair like that? Well, it's a different time. Uh, and Minshew, but I mean, in the seventies, in the seventies, <laughs> long hair was all over the place. But I don't remember any quarterbacks with super long hair being really good. I uh, I will be surprised. Now coming back to my point, I will be surprised if this offense uh, is going to work. I think this offense could look okay in the preseason, in the same way that uh, Cliff Kitchens can look really nice in the preseason when yeah. defenses are I mean, Sam you. Bradford went seven for seven. I thought the Eagles were uh, going all the way. He, he, so he was throwing darts all over the place. My, my bold prediction is that urban Myers uh, offensive genius is not enough to overcome the fact that they were a one win team last year. And maybe they, 
quadruple their wins and they win four. Well, and also it's not like Chip Kelly where the stuff he's bringing in is stuff that NFL teams haven't seen. Yeah. I mean, is there anything that they ran at Ohio State that NFL teams are unaware kinda, kinda, of how to scheme yeah. up against? We've already taken the best in and and I guess the, the next level of my my Jags hot take is I think they remain in the basement. Yeah. I think Houston finds a way to be that you know what we kept saying about Detroit and someone like someone's going to be a scrappy covering of spreads and yep. maybe win some games. I actually kind of think that might be Houston. The lot, these guys have pride, Ryan. They're professionals. Well, and and the roster I think is probably equal to the Jags. Anyway, so Jags finished fourth. The reason I'm taking it is three to one. Yeah. What? It should. I mean, it should what? be. I I understand why the Texans would be the favorite here, but not Jags shouldn't be three to one. That is crazy. Yeah, especially if Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded, ends up playing 10, <laughs> 11 games for the Houston Texans. Well, Ryan, and that leads to my question is why is Deshaun Watson playing safety? What are they doing? It, we talked about it on yesterday's episode, but if Deshaun Watson blows out his ACL in training camp, you there goes three first rounders or whatever you think you're getting from the Dolphins or the Jack or the or the Broncos. This or is Eagles. insane. Possibly the Eagles. This is insane. Why would you let that guy go out on the field? What are you doing? Or maybe, maybe he is just going to get suspended six games and he's going to play. I'm taking Houston over four wins. I think he, between Tyrod and uh, oh wow, we didn't we didn't uh, coll- uh, collaborate on this at all. No, uh, but I just think when one team is just so obviously labeled as a huge piece of shit, there is a counter against it. And this, you know, this old guy coach they bring in, I could see him like rallying the troops, win one for the Gipper. And a lot of these guys on this team of Philip Lindsay yeah. are try hard guys that are just getting a shot because the Texans don't know what to do with their roster. So I think there's enough scrappiness that in the same way that the Jets won a few games last year that they shouldn't have won and messed up their uh, draft a pick and messed up a, a chance to get. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. I think the same is going to happen with Houston. I w- they're going to be in the mix for the first overall, but then they're going to win uh, like five, six games at the end. I mean, the last six and eleven, calling it. Uh, well, let let's just start with this. So, in games started, Tyrod's above five hundred. Yeah, just start right there. He's a guy that the just last, wins. The last time we saw him start an entire year, he was in the playoffs. The Buffalo Bills. Uh, he was one and zero last year before the medical staff stabbed him in the in the chest, and we got to see uh, you know Herbert come in and and be like this transcendent rookie. So it's certainly a more fun. I mean, it's it feels disrespectful. No, but honestly, looking at these odds, I who wins more games this year, the, Tyrod or, or Trevor Lawrence? Well, and that's why I. I you know, Houston over four wins, you're getting at what, minus one ten. I like taking the Jags finish fourth better. Cause it's almost it's basically a, a pretty similar bet in my mind. Uh yeah, you're kind but of But you're getting three to one. I mean, it's not exactly apples to apples, but you need obviously Houston to have more wins than the Jags. Again, I I, I think the Jags only win, you know, four four games. So I would rather almost take this Jags finish fourth at plus three hundred. Good eye on this one, Ryan. But um, I also, I also do like Houston over four wins, just because it's so contrarian. Uh yeah. I mean, I don't think too many people are running to take that one. All right. No. 
And I think you can even get crazy and you you can probably find a nice bet where you go, uh, you know, depending on how you like one and two in the South where you could throw Houston three or what if you do, you mean you get real crazy and say, Tennessee is going to be three and Houston's going to finish Tyrod leads him to like eight and nine. No, I I think the, (laughs) you could probably do. All right. And I think there's ways to uh, some books have this where you do the one, two, three in order and you go Tennessee Colts, Houston. I, I, what would that pay? That's got to be pretty, uh, pretty sweet. We're talking a real. Uh, right, I got it. I got it right here. What's that looking at? All right. Uh, let's see. Where's the straight forecast? What's the uh, Tennessee one, Indy two, Houston three? Oh man, they don't have that all the way down to. Let's see. Oh, exact order. Here we yes. go. Exact order. Who's first? Tennessee. Yeah, there you go. Indy, Houston, Tennessee, Indy, Houston, Jacksonville. Yeah, plus seven fifty. Let's go, baby! You and you can actually take. Uh, you could take either way uh, for the first two teams: Colts, Titans, Houston, Jags at plus seven. They're both plus seven fifty. Oh, okay. Play both of them. Uh, I like it. Colts, Texans, Titans, Jags, thirty to one. Wait, what is that? Colts, Titans, Texans, Jags. Colts, Texans. Oh wow! Titans, Jags, I don't know about that. Thirty to one. All right, we've fallen into an AFC South uh, wormhole. Let's go. Last division, AFC West. Chargers. I, I initially I wrote down, um, can they stay healthy this year? Uh, but really, I want to know, like, what is the, the ceiling? Is feels infinite going away from Anthony Lynn to a modern progressive creative coaching staff led by Brandon Staley coming from the the Sean McVay coaching system uh d- doesn't doesn't this just feel like this offense is going to be electric uh, at least have the opportunity to be electric uh as i've been touting Austin Eckler gets to 100 catches i think um so I, i'm excited to see what they look like in the preseason because Anthony Lynn was about as old school of a football guy as you can get and the proof is in the pudding Dan Campbell hired him to run his offense so the team that wants to bike kneecaps went right to the Anthony Lynn system i love what they're going to be able to do with the combination of Parham and Cook Keenan Allen Mike Williams Jalen Guyton Palmer the rookie on the outside Eckler out of the backfield uh so that's going to be the angle i take here uh, Eckler over Thirteen seventy-five and a half rushing plus receiving yards, Sean. Again, I think he gets to a hundred catches, so I don't think he's going to have to do a ton on the ground. I think this is going to be a silly one. I think he's going to have a very nice all-purpose year, as you know, Sean. He's my number four back uh, fantasy football. So um, very. I'm not even going to bring up the injury thing. I had to like token. I had to say it. Like, hopefully the Chargers can figure it out this year. The defense could be good. The offense could be awesome. Um, but yeah, I want to see what this offense looks like as we get away from Anthony Lynn. Yeah, I mean, it, it is worrisome when you have the, um, you know, the defensive-minded head coach. But to your point, the uh, the offensive uh, coordinator should be uh, should be pretty good for them. And again, Eckler, as long as he stays healthy, that dude is just gonna be involved a ton. Um, there was some correlation to Eckler being in there and Herbert's yards per attempt going down a little bit. I, I don't know where that's coming from, but yeah, I mean, what's not to like about this uh, Chargers offense? I, I, it makes sense that if you're throwing, if the running back is performing well, yeah, that he's probably performing well after the catch, which means that 
Herbert's probably throwing yards short. for attempt is a little down. Moving over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Obviously, they're going to be good. Offense is going to be good, but is Clyde Edwards hilarious? Is he going to be a good fantasy football running back? I don't think you're super high on him for fantasy. I'm not in love with him. It seems like they're going to have a role for him in the in the game plan, but I don't think it's this workhorse back. And if you look at his rushing and receiving yards, it's set at a whopping 1275 and a half. And I say whopping because it was 1100 last year. Uh, I don't know for him to get another 175 and a half. I'm not really buying it. And uh, you know, even the chiefs um, Williams got a bunch of looks there. I mean, he, he got out touched in the uh, super bowl, or at least it was closer to like a 50, 50 split. So I, I don't know if they're in love with him as the workhorse back. And I think they even kind of went out of their way to force him in the ball a little bit last season. So I think him beating what he did last year, rushing and receiving yards, that's kind of a high bar for him. Uh, so I'm going to go under rushing and receiving yards for CEH this year. Yeah. I mean, he did. He did have about 1100 last year. He had exactly 1100. And so, uh, but I don't see him progressing I, a bunch. It's weird. I'm not high in fantasy. Um, at least best ball, but I, I do worry, right? Andy Reid does like to use a guy. That's true. Um, so, and you generally want running backs on good offenses. So a lot makes sense, but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe this is the, the hangover of the hangover. Uh, and he missed, he missed a decent <laughs> amount or, you know, missed a handful of games last year, dealing with some injury stuff. So again, rookie year already back dealing to with back Super Bowl hangover, dude. Yeah. Look back out. Down. The hangover is real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Raiders. Look, Derek Carr and John Gruden are neighbors, right? So it's going to be we super awkward when he trades for Deshaun Watson. I mean, look, I think this is more of just a commentary. Gruden is going to be fed up with Derek Carr at some point this season. Derek Carr is not going to achieve uh, the touchdown uh, heights he he reached last year. I think it was twenty nine. Uh, I'm going to take under twenty five and a half passing touchdowns. I, I I want to believe that he's he's gonna have you know the ability to you know maybe rugs emerges maybe it's Edwards but uh, I think in reality we might just see a team that can run the ball a little bit and check it down to the tight end and the running back and I don't think that's a recipe to throw for a lot of touchdowns I also I think Derek I I don't know if he's starting by the end of the year like I think Gruden maybe pre Gruden is gonna. This is going to be the end. I mean, Gruden- uh, see, I think I think he's still able to put up numbers. I, I'm I'm over because I just don't think he has any other options. But I'm with you. If Gruden can sniff an opportunity to get to Sean Watson, he's going to be like I, like a pig in shit. He's going to be all over it because he. I mean, he doesn't. It's very clear he doesn't like. <laughs> he doesn't like Derek Carr. That's very clear. That being said, I still think they're going to throw the ball a decent amount. Dude, he's going to get excited about Mariota. I like Kenyon Drake receiving yards. I think he's going to be used as the third down back. I just think nine home games in that dome, they're going to be able to compile some stats. I still think they're not going to be amazing as a team. Uh, but if you get rid of Derek Carr, I, I just think it's a big stretch to bring in. Uh, yeah. I how many know. how many games is Mario to start this year? That's a good question. Over under one and a half. I would take the under. I mean, the fact that no one else was interested in taking Mariota, I think probably says, 
you know, where, where they're at with Mariota and where Peterman, the league is at. Peterman's still on the roster. Nathan <laughs> he, Peterman. He loves on. Peterman. That was pretty hilarious. Who, how by the high way, he was in on Peterman. Nathan Peterman's the guy they tried to start over Tyrod Taylor on that Buffalo Bills team. And then he proceeded to throw five interceptions in the first half. So shout out to Gruden for keeping his, his dream alive. Yeah. I, I just, I've seen a lot of Raiders fans talk about how the Raiders are going to be the sneaky team to pop their head up in the, in the West. And you know, we have, we know how to play against the chiefs. Good luck. I'll take the under for Carr. I don't think he starts enough games to get there. Final division, right? Or sorry, final team on the final division. Now that Rogers is out of the question, who's the starting quarterback in Denver? Drew Locke plus one twenty, Teddy Bridgewater Who? plus one twenty, the Butler, and other plus three hundred. Hmm, who's other? Well, I, I don't know at this point. Uh, maybe Nick Foles comes in. I don't know. I have no idea. This is interesting. I'm going back and forth on the handicapping because I'm following Broncos camp and everyone's saying how how good Teddy Bridgewater looks in camp in practice and how Drew Locke is struggling. However, my sources say. John Elway wants to give Drew Locke a little bit more of a shot, and yep. you you let Drew Locke start a few more games, then you finally yank him, then you bring in Teddy Bridgewater to clean up the mess that is the rest of the 2021 season, right? Like, isn't that how yeah. you play this? But if Teddy Bridgewater looks so much better, and they they have this nice core of young receivers and playmakers, pretty good defense. Assuming everyone comes back healthy, then maybe they can actually win some games and you're, you're, you're killing yourself by not having drew by having drew lock in there and, and should have you know, played with a conservative guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who's not going to turn the ball over and is going to keep you in games similar, mm. similar to what the Panthers did last year, where you know, they weren't great, but they were in a lot of games. If their defense was better, they might've been a playoff team. You could make a case that uh, kind of a similar setup here with the Broncos. I'm going to say can right, Teddy Bridgewater, take a team to the playoffs. I think so. Yeah, I, I think so. It, if, the defense if it's a team like the Broncos where he gets some help with some yards after the catch from yeah. the guy like Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton comes back. He's looking good. Javante Williams takes off in a big way and their defense keeps them in games. Here's why I feel like they're going to figure out a way to trade for one. Like they have such, I mean, I don't think Denver gets enough credit for the, the weapons because it seems like folks have forgotten how good Cortland Sutton was looking before he got hurt. Uh, Jerry Judy. So they've, they, they have KJ Hamler. Like they have fan, like they have legit receivers all over the place. So I don't think you're going to have to do a ton. It's going to come down to the offensive line, obviously, but yeah, I mean, I still think they get Watson. Yeah. I mean, there's been too much smoke about the relationships between people in the Houston and Denver front offices too. Like there's something legitimate there. So at the end of the day, these NFL teams are not going to just I don't think the Texans are just going to let their, this asset rot. They're going to get what they can for him. So now do you think the trade could potentially happen after training camp? Oh man. I could it potentially like, happen once we know the suspension. Well, it, once we know the suspension, I think that's when the trade happens yeah. because that, then you know what you're actually dealing with. It's, it seems like there's these latest criminal things that are creeping up for Deshaun Watson. That's going to kick it down uh, the can. I I'm, I was leaning six to eight game suspension. I think now with these latest things, these latest criminal unresolved things, 
I think he's going to be put on the commissioner's exempt list for an undisclosed amount of time. And then once they figure out what the criminal charges are, then he gets his official suspension. So I, I kind of don't think he gets traded. I, I think he's going to catch a little bit of the Vic, like over, over uh, arching, like over punishment maybe. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I think it's, it's, you know, obviously he fucked up, but like on top of that wrong, wrong time and place to be doing that wrong league to be playing in, to be doing that. And so, you know, you might be right. Maybe he misses, maybe he is done for the season. Maybe he does end up missing. Uh, Cause it, like you're saying now, now it seems more and more likely the suspension could, could le- be a half season. So if he's suspended for half, half the year and they don't even decide it until are, are the Texans really going to be playing him during that? No, you like you said, he's going on the exempt list. So yeah, it seems like the exempt list is where I he's going to end up. We but just, for how long? We just dealt him. Uh, we just dealt him in the DGens only yes. uh, dynasty league. Hashtag DGens only. We're a high character organization here. Got a big bit of a haul return, some f- a future first rounder. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, st- I, you know, selfishly, I would love to see. After week one, when the Giants play the Broncos, I'd love to see Watson with that receiving core. Yeah, on that team, honestly, with like on a real team, with a defense and yeah, a coach I mean, that isn't Bill O'Brien. <laughs> the uh, the Broncos make so much sense for him, honestly. I mean, maybe the Texans are worried about trading him in the conference, but I mean, are you really? You're not really competing right now for the Texans, so are they? Are they worried about that aspect? Yeah, I understand why the Green Bay wouldn't want to do it. Maybe it's a little bit more personal, but I, I don't know. I haven't heard anything coming from Houston where they're against trading him in conference. It seems like they're just going to trade him to the highest bidder, right? I haven't tried to process this, but it, like he's playing, he's going to play football again, right? Who Deshaun Watson? Yeah, yeah, I would assume so, unless he's like legitimately convicted and and does jail time. But again, the, it seems like new stuff is coming out. Well, I mean, that day, didn't so. stop Vic from playing again. No, so I guess the yeah, answer would be I, he's going to play. He's definitely going to play again, right? There's, I don't think there's a world where he doesn't play again. That I would be shocked. Now, this year, I think is kind of a long shot. I, I think you got to. He has to figure out what his suspension is because that facilitates the trade. Trade deadline is what six week of the NFL of yeah. the regular season. So, I think that is his deadline for playing in the season. All right. Oh man, the football juices are flowing. Let's go, baby. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. Head over to the old uh, App Store, drop us a, a nice review uh, in the Apple uh, App Store there. Send it in for your chance to win every Monday. Hashtag Merch Monday. Uh, what else? Oh, and if you're an Android uh, person, uh, screenshot and email that in because I'm not gonna. I don't. I don't know how to check the Android store. So help me out there. Kramer, we got our uh, next episode going to be deep, deep fantasy sleepers. Deep. That's going to be, uh, yeah, guys in comas. I don't know. Extra deep. Probably, probably like 180p and more. So, yeah, like two people knuckles. that you've heard of that you may be able to draft, but probably not getting enough hype. So, uh, that, that'll be fun. And just tons of uh, preseason NFL college football content coming at you as we get uh, ready to go here for the NFL season. And speaking of NFL, Right, we were on a uh, call today. Yes, regarding a massive, nope, massive uh, prize. The lawyers, the accountants. NFL Week One, a legal team was involved. That's all I'll say as far as the potential prize. A legal team was involved. You're only going to be entered via the SGPN app. So download that now. The App Store, I think, could crash. 
with everyone trying to download it a uh, week one. So you want to get ahead of the curve, get in there, download that app. And again, thank you for participating in the sports gambling podcast for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green and he is, Oh man, Maxonville, huh? Sean Kramer, let it ride.